Welcome. You are listening to the Mindful Minute, meditations created for everyday joy. I'm your host, Meryl Arnett, and my passion is making meditation accessible and enjoyable. This podcast is recorded from my live Monday night meditation class, where we have a brief discussion followed by a guided meditation. If you would like to access these meditation practices as standalone audio files for your daily practice, please subscribe to my newsletter at merylarnett.com. It's free and you'll receive a new mini meditation each week, along with behind the scenes content and bonus material for each podcast episode. All right, let's grab a cup of tea, a comfy seat, and settle in for today's practice. All right. Hello. Happy Monday. Glad to see you guys. I wonder if you're all sweating like I am. It's been hot. It's supposed to be, I don't know, like a hundred on Friday, I think. And already my son is like, I don't think I should go to camp. It's really hot. It's like, well, let's see what the week holds for us. Maybe they have a plan. But hot or not, I'm glad to be here with all of you. I am glad to be wrapping up our June series. I I have loved this series, and I think I've loved it because it has felt very in the moment for me. Like it's really, it unfolded in the course of a day. I was like, this is the series I'm going to teach. And I've just been able to sit and write in a way that normally I sort of plan and I do some research and I'm pulling from all these sources. And this one has really just come from my own experience for the most part. And so it's been really joyful to share it. I hope you guys have loved it so far. And we're going to be wrapping it up with a talk tonight on awe, A-W-E, awe, the experience of wow. And, you know, I have shared over the course of this series three things that sort of regularly inspire awe for me, birds, my current obsession, books, my always obsession, and meditation, my other always obsession. All three of these things, these experiences have left me curious, wondering, inspired, They've sometimes stopped me in my tracks or made my jaw drop. They often weave their way into my conversations and my dreams. In short, they very regularly inspire awe. And I was trying to find a good definition of awe for y'all. This is what I came up with. This is from the Templeton organization, which does, they fund a lot of research in areas like this. And they wrote, awe experiences are what psychologists call self-transcendent. They shift our attention away from ourselves, make us feel like we're part of something greater than ourselves, change our perception of time, and even make us more generous towards others. And in general, awe tends to have two sort of defining qualities. I mentioned this in our first talk in the series. The first one is they have a sense of perceived vastness. And that vastness could be physical. It could be like a vast space 
right? It could also be in terms of the level of profoundness, right? The enormity of the idea, the genius, the beauty, the emotion. So something that feels much, much, much bigger or greater than ourselves. And then the other criteria is that it asks of us to accommodate it. And that need for accommodation, what that means is the experience tends to challenge our perception of the world or of ourselves. It asks us to mentally reframe in some way, right? So it could be, you know, if you see a murmuration of birds moving in the sky and you're like, how is that? even possible. Or a fractal. You'll remember learning about fractals many series ago, like maybe a year ago even. We learned about fractals. And when you look at that, when you start to break down that repeating pattern in the way a river branches and trees branch and veins move through the body and you see that the pattern is the same, you know, how can you possibly look at a river the same way? It asks us to accommodate this new, greater understanding, this new relationship we have with the thing. Yeah. And I think what's really interesting is most of the time, these experiences, these all experiences, not all the time, but most of the time, they can be found in nature really easily. Right. When I think of examples, I almost always am like a waterfall, the stars at night, that huge tree. Right. One of the foremost researchers on awe, Dasher Keltner, he writes about taking awe walks as a way to cultivate our own relationship with awe. And an awe walk is out in nature. And it is not your exercise. You're not popping in your, your earbuds and listening to a podcast and getting your exercise in, walking quickly. You only have 20 minutes. And all walk is to step outside with the intention of seeking awe. And so we walk slowly with all of our senses fully turned on and engaged with our surroundings. We're not letting our mind wander. It's not a daydream. We're here to see, to smell, to feel, to taste, to touch. And when we do this, you know, I would I'd be so curious to hear about your experience. Mine has been that it's overwhelmingly awe-inspiring. And it's not just a moment of awe. It, the whole walk is like one giant unfolding of beauty and synchronicity. And I end up walking away feeling like, man, the universe really just spoke directly to me. Yeah. What I think is really, really cool about that is the exact same experience can happen in our meditation practice. Our meditation practice can be an invitation to go on an awe walk through our mind, through our heart, 
through our inner knowing. We sit down with that intention, not just to be still, not just to be present, but to be in awe of what goes on inside the caverns of our mind and the lakes of our heart. And when we sit with that intention, you know, I wonder if you even notice this thread. I I really try in my teaching to pull out the beauty in the practice. It's okay if your meditation practice is on the to-do list, 10 minutes every day. It's what keeps me sane and I'm able to get through the day without losing my mind. That's okay. That's awesome, actually. And there's this whole other level of the practice that infuses your entire day, even your dreams, with meaning and richness and vitality. It makes everything just a little bit more vibrant. I was having this memory. I I don't remember where I first learned this, likely in a book. But, you know, uh, I'm sure you've heard before, like all the ancient meditation masters, when they were being referred to, they were called sages, like with a capital S, a sage. And originally that word, sage, was a verb. To sage meant to taste, to experience. And so a sage was one who had tasted. It was one who had experienced. Yeah. Now it's our turn. When we say now is my time to meditate, we're here to taste to turn all of our senses inward and experience inward. And you'll remember how I said, like the easiest places to find awe, a waterfall, a mountain, wildflowers, a tree, a hawk in the sky. There is a reason all of those sages, when they wrote about meditative experience, When they wrote or spoke about what happens internally, they spoke of a universe. In all the writings, in the oldest texts, they write about mountains and lakes and rivers and islands in the body, in the inner landscape. And it has to be because they knew That the all we experience out there is the exact same experience that we can have in here. The invitation, you know, awe is like the hot science right now. I'm sure this is not the first time you've heard this word in the last three months, right? There's like books and interviews and new studies being published all over the place. So cool. It's not new. It's not new. It's been around forever. As I was writing this talk for tonight, I kept having this memory of a dream I had months ago at this point. And in the dream, I sort of stepped through a dense hedge, right? I stepped through some sort of opening into this vast field 
at night and I am underneath the starriest, most expansive night sky I have ever seen. And I'm like instantly in the dream. My jaw drops, my eyes tear up, and there are other people around me in the dream. And I'm shouting like, oh my God, do you see these stars? Can you believe this? Have you ever seen anything so beautiful? Like I'm just ecstatic with joy in the dream over how beautiful this is. And I woke up with that feeling, right? Like this just tremendous sense of awe and ecstasy over the beauty of the vision in that dream. And I don't need an explanation or a meaning or a reason attached to that dream to make it worthwhile. The experience in and of itself was the gift. This whole series, there's been a thread of ambiguity, of the unknown, of not being able to put into words, of loving the questions rather than seeking the answers. And I want to, at the end of this talk, just circle back to that place that it's okay if it doesn't make perfect sense. And it's okay if you can't walk away and regurgitate what you heard or felt or saw. We're here for the experience. We're here to taste. And so as we do the practice tonight, my invitation for all of us is let's name it as an awe walk through all the rooms of our mind or all the little honeycomb caverns in our heart that we don't have to make it make sense and we don't have to say, ah, this is the reason that vision showed up. This is the reason I felt that thing. We could, but we don't have to do that. It could be enough just to go for the walk just to explore, even if we don't know exactly why it made us feel the way it felt. Yeah. And so as we sit tonight, and as you sit for the next many nights, I invite you to name it as an awe experience. Something that can be ambiguous and unknown. Something that can be profound and so full of beauty, even if it's not something that can be described with language, even if it's not the clear sign pointing you go this way. It could just be the symbol of the starry sky. Yeah? Okay. Let's do a little practice together tonight. So take a minute, wiggle around, Adjust yourself. Find the most comfortable seat you can find for right now. Whether that's on the ground, on a cushion, chair, couch, or bed. 
taking all the time you need to set yourself up with the most support, getting exactly what you want, how you want it. And only when you feel ready will you let your hands rest. Will you decide, do you want to close your eyes? Or would you rather just have a soft gaze? And together as a group, we'll take a deep inhale in. Exhaling out a sigh. We'll do that once more, inhaling deeply. Exhaling out a sigh. And allowing your breath to flow. And silently stating to yourself, now is my time to meditate. Now is my time to meditate. And as you say those words, bring your attention to your seat, inviting yourself to sit down fully and completely, taking enough time to scan through your body and just notice any of the subtle ways that you're preparing. You might be preparing to move. You might be protecting yourself from whatever comes next. As best you can in this moment, see how much of that preparing you can let go of. So that you really feel maybe for the first time today, you really feel yourself sit down, subtly straightening up the spine so that you feel tall and awake, inviting the shoulders to roll back and down, and the top of the head to reach up and back. And gradually we let go of all the muscles through the face. Across the front of your forehead. And behind your forehead. Around your eyes and behind your eyes. Softening across your temples and between your ears. Letting go of the jaw and the inside of the mouth. And gradually feeling or imagining your shoulders softening. a sense of letting go through the muscles of the chest, 
the softening of the heart. The letting go of all the muscles in the belly. Allowing your body to breathe freely and easily. And consciously pulling all of your senses inward. Drawing sight and sound. Taste and touch. And even the sense of smell, drawing it all inward. We sit here somewhere between relaxed and awake. And we acknowledge our body to be a sacred temple of the universe. And so we sit and we breathe with the intention of going on an awe walk. An awe walk through the caverns of the mind. An awe walk through the honeycomb of the heart. And so perhaps you'll choose an area inside the body to rest your attention on. You'll feel your breath flowing in and out of that space. When we simply sit with wonder, with curiosity. As we watch that inner experience unfold. An experience that might include feelings, thoughts, daydreams or visions. Experiences that might include a sense of nothingness or emptiness. And we get to be here for all of it. We watch it without rushing or judging. We hold the vastness, the profoundness of the inner landscape with a sense of awe. We'll sit now 10 minutes in silence.
Feeling your breath here. Noticing where you are in your own internal landscape. Taking a moment to savor, to taste. And as you feel ready, you'll start to deepen your breath. You'll wiggle into your fingers and your toes, finding those edges once again. When you feel ready, you'll take a deep breath in through the nose. Exhaling out a sigh. Taking all the time you need to let go of the practice and to blink your eyes open once again. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Mindful Minute. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider sharing it with a friend or leaving me a review wherever you get your podcasts. This helps others to find the show. And let's face it, we could definitely use more meditators out there. The Mindful Minute is recorded on Muskogee land and is produced with the support of Michael Sayhaus and Brianna Nielsen. To join my live classes, ask questions, or learn more about my teacher trainings, please visit MerylArnett.com. Thanks again for listening. I'll see you next week.